ladies and gentlemen, hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WYLK. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We are celebrating here with uh, three lovely men eating cupcakes and drinking chocolate. <laughs> you just had the Ritz Cracker yeah, Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> whole lot of love going on in this room. Jammed a cupcake in my mouth before he went on. I'm trying to swallow it, so I'm not coming on going, oh, on. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's, it's another lovely uh, Valentine's Day here, and we are without a temperature outside because it is zero, so that is we are now no temperature, which is, uh, my pipes are frozen We are this nothing. Morning. Yeah, we're, that's, we're that's the theme for Valentine's Day. <laughs> if I ever heard one, <laughs> all the single people out there, if you weren't depressed already. <laughs> so no, we have a lot of great things this week. We're gonna get into some chocolate beers, not necessarily straight uh, all chocolate beers. We have some Sukaba from Firestone Walker as well. So we're kind of working our way through. The ways chocolate kind of gets worked into beers, I guess, if you will. It wasn't necessarily a running theme, but it's just kind of, you know what, we're guys, not really necessarily, I don't mind, I don't mind someone gave me some chocolate, but I'm not really into the heart-shaped box chocolate, I don't know. Man, I'm, 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 some, I'm you know, do. I'm an equal opportunity chocolate, chocolate guy, you know, <laughs> you just give it to me in any form or fashion, and uh, it's going down. Well, George is now with Plus us this week. He's out. Uh, he's out doing his true love, going to breweries. Yeah, he's out. He's out on a Valentine's Day date with uh, with all the breweries. He's got like seventeen girlfriend breweries. That's, that's, that's his true love, and that's who he spend the day with. So, all right. Before we get anything more, let me get in a little bit of beer news. Uh, now, one of the things that was announced this week: Shorts Brewing, which is kind of a brewery that's gotten a bit of buzz the past couple of years, have just entered the Eastern Pennsylvania market. They made an announcement this week. I don't know if you saw that one. Did you? I did not. Yeah, they they just entered. They're they're going to be here. Uh, I don't know when they went into the agreement, but they'll be here now. So we're getting shorts in this area. I'm sure. Very cool. So that's a good one. Uh, also, one of the things that people were, I don't know, ruffled feathers, but people kind of like to have their feathers ruffled, I think, with this stuff, was the whole AB commercial from the Super Bowl last week. I said last week I had seen it before. was not nearly as arrogant or mm, as declaration of being a I'm trying to like not cuss <laughs> but it was not as douchebaggery yeah there we go that that's kind of where they were going with all this stuff that'll work um it, it was just basically the, the whole statement of it was proud to be macro was the big push of it and of course people got ticked off about everything because of the way they worded stuff and everything it's kind of I kind of have the feeling of this with the way looking at it right now is just like ignore them and just let them because <laughs> they're they're just grasping at straws trying to find some way but in the same time they're buying craft breweries so how far are they going to really kick that can of poo-pooing on all of this yeah, and how how far do they think people believe they they're not playing both ends? It's almost like mm. you know I was watching Always Sunny last night, and there was the one where like Mag was telling each, uh, each uh, all the people he's doing, he's like, "I'm playing both sides," and they're like, "You're not allowed to tell people you're playing both sides." It's pretty much for telling people they're playing both sides <laughs> while doing it and hoping people believe it. But uh, my philosophy around the whole thing was, I haven't seen a commercial, and I don't care to because I just don't care. Yeah, it, it, you know what I mean. Like, mm. I think what what more people were upset with. Uh, outside of the commercial was Peyton Manning at the end of the game saying he's going to drink a lot of Budweiser. That, I think, is what ticked off more people in the craft beer community than anything. And actually, the funny, I don't know if you guys saw this, the Brewers Association, did you see what they did in response to this? They, yeah. The, the care, they sent him a care package of craft beer uh, basically saying there is better stuff to drink, and they sent him, of course, a bunch from Colorado. 
um, but also some like Sam Adams Boston Lager and a few things. And they said, you know, we don't know if he's going to drink it or not, but they just kind of sent it out to them. But then also this week, AB uh, stated on the record that they did not pay Peyton Manning to say that because I think they got a lot of backlash from people like, you know, because it seemed like they were coming in doing a commercial at the end of the game in the game. And it's like I'm going to Super Bowl or I'm going to Disney yeah, World. Yeah. 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 But it, it didn't seem- I'm going to Disney World now. They kind of always show the, the players uh, saying that at the end. So. I, I, I don't I'm know. pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he owns some beer distributors um, back That's in his home people, state. Yeah. So it's just you know, if I owned something and I had that spotlight, I'd probably drop yeah, drop a little. Hey, that's what I you know I can't fault him. It's like does that uh, you know affect the craft beer industry? Yeah, of course it does somewhat to some people. But I mean, is that going to get someone that's sitting there like, oh, you know, I really love this Brooklyn Brewery beer. Oh, Peyton Manning. <laughs> oh, I'm done with this. Like it, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it, it's more of making a statement and kind of seeming like a commercial. I think is what upset people, but that's why they came out and said, "Look, he didn't say we didn't pay him to say well, that." Peyton it wasn't Manning's commercial. life is a commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, Papa John. Yeah, you could like, he could you could just have the Peyton Manning show and then so even <laughs> <laughs> you got the Peyton Manning show and then the commercial breaks in between the show could be Peyton Manning Peyton commercial Manning, and they're yeah. not spoofs. They're yeah. real. Well, I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, and, and, and someone who's like a diehard um, Peyton fan, if they drink Miller, they might drink a couple buds just because he said it. But the thing is, anybody who's going to get their panties in a bunch over him saying that, it doesn't affect them. No. It, you know no. what I mean? So no, there, there's nothing that he's going to say that's going to really win them over with that. All right, so a couple new beers are going to be coming out. Dogfish Head made the announcement they're releasing their Romantic Chemistry <laughs> IPA, which is an IPA with mangoes, ginger, and apricots. So that one's going to be coming out soon. Uh, Stone Brewing Americano Stout's hitting shelves now. It's an imperial stout with coffee. So it'd be interesting to try that one. And uh, I don't know how I feel about this one because I haven't tried it, but it just, someone out there I'm sure loves this. Uh, Rogue, their Sriracha Hot Stout is uh, back on shelves. You, have you had it? No. No? No. no. That's why I can't really make a judgment to see the idea of it. Did you have it, Billy? I have had it Last, in previous years. What, what did you? It's good for cooking with. Well, there you go. That's true. I mean, that, that's it. That I the think bottle's it, cool. That's my thoughts. Yeah, the bottle, That's yeah. about it. That's where it, I my thoughts. I mean, I think the, 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 you know, if you go back to some of the Voodoo series and the, the bacon mm-hmm. maple uh, donut porter that they had, I mean, that was a that was a terrific beer to, to cook with. So. Uh, and the problem I had with the uh, uh, Sriracha, and you probably, I'm imagining you think the same thing, it seemed like it was a cool concept because who doesn't like Sriracha? But it was too small of a beer. It was like, oh, I think it was only six percent beer yeah. with chilies and spices uh, and stuff. Wasn't enough. If they to bumped stand it up, up to ten, to, yeah. it'd probably work out better. But it's rogue, so it, whatever. Spicy beers are always kind of a you know hit or miss. I think with a lot of people, it is like a hit or miss because that that's just flavors that if you're not really into it, are going to be so off putting to you that there is no way to work that. And we all like spicy stuff, so that's not that's not this room at all. But it's just that's kind of one of those things. But I'm sure there are people out there that just love yeah, it. No, yeah, no, it, it could be it could be totally awesome for yeah. them, or this could be the the worst thing since well, uh, right now we have in our glass some from Sam Adams, their chocolate baka. This is just a, a standard chocolate baka. Uh, 5.8% ABV. Uh, this is a, a seasonal that they do and this is one of the beers as an example that actually has chocolate added into it, and that's where you're getting that chocolate flavor from. But this is one that, that Sam Adams has been doing for a while. Matt and I were talking before the show. Like I've had this one years and years ago without even fully realizing what this was. Um, but it's just a really great beer from Sam Adams. And just I, I wish this 
this is one that more people had because I, I think this doesn't this is out there, but it's limited, and I think it's only in like a variety pack. Yes, yeah. So it's not something you can go and grab a six pack of. But if you find this one, I highly, highly recommend you pick this up because this is definitely one of their best beers. I, I absolutely <clears throat> love chocolate box rib. So you buy the variety pack, yeah, and then you give. You keep the chocolate for yourself, and then you give the other beers to your friends. I've you never done that. Um, <laughs> no, I, like this this beer has such a soft spot in my heart. I've loved this beer for forever. It used to come in seven fifties, really cool bottle. I had this like pewter kind of medallion attached to it. it. Was really awesome. I used to hoard them. Me and my friend used to hoard them. Then I went away for a year. When it reemerged, it was in 12-ounce bottles in the, the winter variety packs, yeah. I think. So at that point, I was like, okay, you know, I have to get it. So I'd grab it and just kind of keep those other ones in the fridge. And, you know, barbecue season comes around. Here you go, everybody. That's, that's, see, that's you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, lucky enough, this year I saw it. I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to buy the variety packs. But I was lucky enough to go to the local um, uh, grocery store. And they busted open a bunch of them, put them in a mix of six. There so there was go. like two, I got two six packs of them. Just the same beer in a mix of yeah, six. Yeah. It's all chocolate box. I'm like, there you go, baby. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's really nice too because it's not, you know, I think with a lot of people when they hear chocolate beer, they're thinking, you know, extraordinarily sweet or just like completely melted chocolate, which some are, but this is definitely not one. This has like these really nice notes of almost like honey kind of in there as well. And it's just really nice balance within this beer that makes it so easy drinking and it's a box style so I mean it's in that German style that, that Sam Adams is really that's what they've built the whole brewery on which works great yeah. for chocolate beers because you're talking about a Bach you're typically you know traditional sense it's a you know what is it meal in a glass kind yep, of deal yep. going on so liquid bread yeah so you add that chocolate to liquid bread didn't just make sense for an, in a cake format you know yeah there's just so much with, and it's nice too because at 5.8 you have this tendency of it's just kind of an easy drinking beer. You just kind of slam kind of thing. But this has a lot going on for how light this beer is. Like there is a decent flavor profile within this and it does have like that chocolate's definitely there. Oh yeah. It, that's the one nice thing about it is, you know, some of these beers, like not, none of the ones we have today, I'll say, but uh, some chocolate beers, kind of almost uh, false advertising, I guess you could yeah. say. Because you get it and it's like, you know, you're expecting chocolate. If it's if you're claiming it's in there, I want to taste it and not just think that it's going to yeah, be Yeah, sometimes it'll be in the nose and yeah. you, and then you'll taste it and you're like, well, where, where'd it go? <laughs> and then sometimes like it'll be like, Way out of uh, out of balance with yeah. with with you know it almost tastes artificial like sweet yeah. but this the way I could describe this beer is it's it's just nuanced it's balanced it's nuanced it's 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 the appropriate flavors that are just perfectly in yeah. line with each other but you so. feel like you're drinking like a more closer to an eight percent kind of beer and that's the kind of flavor you're getting from it so you're getting a heightened kind of flavor profile instead of something that's such a low abv five eight yeah yeah and the, the bach base for this makes it so nice because it smooths it out like having that lagering process done to it just really smooths it out that it's not because some you know with some of these uh you know we'll get into some of the other beers like some of the, the chocolate flavors are really from the malt and in those they can be a little more stringent a little sharper when you get into something like this, especially that it's a Bach beer, really rounded out, really smooth, and all those flavors are there, but it's it's a really nice balance. There's not too much oh, going on. I'm trying to hold back stuff. <laughs> but there's not too much going on. Instead, it's just like a really nice, easy drink. And that's why I love it with Sam Adams, with everything. As this brewery's gone, grown, and, and like you see this online all the time, people debating, like, are they still a craft brewery and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it, it's such a pointless argument, really. It's like, is it still good? That's all that really matters. Yeah. And like, if they grow to be 
as big as AB, which I don't think that's going to happen. But I mean, if they grew that and they were still putting out really solid beers, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it gets a little bit skewed because people look at it like, oh, you got to be real. This is not like a Blood Diamond situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Leonardo like, DiCaprio is not in a movie. Yeah, this is, this is this is beer. You know, no one's, you know, yeah. you know, losing their lives on the other end. But it's a. Uh, yeah. Well, it's also it's it's based like the, the designation of craft beer. And when people are arguing, is Sam Adams still crafty more? That designation is based on volume. Like it has nothing to do with product. It has to do with volume. It's 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 the same thing with uh, Goose Island and AB mm-hmm. and Bev. Sam Adams, the person who's going to debate whether to craft or not, would love a glass of Utopia. So you yeah. take that with all exactly with a grain like of salt. that. That's how you look. Like to me, that's <laughs> yeah, how you look yeah. at all this stuff. Like Sam Adams, as they get bigger, like they'd be able to produce more Utopias. Goose Island, once that happened, well, guess yeah. what? We're able to see you know Bourbon County now, like everywhere. It, it like it used to be such a rarity to get that stuff. It's become much more available, including their sour program. All these. Like, and that's what Sam Adams has really been doing lately is if you haven't been paying attention, because I feel like some people have kind of like, well, I've moved on. Like, well, you know what? You're missing because Sam Adams has really been doing some really cool beers as of late. Like we, we talked about the Rebel Raw a few weeks ago. That was this New England hazy IPA that they did. And they were making a 30-day shelf life. But only they could do that. Yeah. If, if some small brewery said, we're going to make a New England style hazy IPA and you're only going to be able to sell for 30 days and then we're making you pull it off, that the distributors would say, well, See you later. Talk, talk to any brewery, small, medium, or large, that th- if they were like, okay, Sam Adams is forcing the industry to turn over IPAs quickly, every brewer, no matter how big or small, they're going to be like, awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's want. a great thing to have. You want that to be super fresh. And, and it's like, that's the great thing about it is like they are still leading the industry, you know, in that type of thing because they have the ability to because they have that behind them. And they're not like going around and, you know, fighting with breweries and like, no, you're not. Like, they're very still, like, they still do that homebrew that they invite homebrewers in, they release that. Like, they still do a lot of great things in the industry, regardless of size. And as long as they're making beers like this, I can really care less yeah. what any of the other stuff is going on is irrelevant to me. As long as what I'm getting in my glass is still a really good beer, like, that's what matters. Like, yeah, I mean, if they're out, I don't know, killing kids or something, that's you know, that's a totally different <laughs> situation. <Yeah. laughs> if, if something like that's going on, it's a totally different situation, but that's not what's going on yeah. by any means. So, I mean, that. That's really what's the most important thing with all this. But right now, we're going to take a break, and we come back. We have a couple more great, phenomenal, I will say, beers to work through to celebrate Valentine's Day. So whether you're single or alone, just keep tuning in here on the Beer Geeks, WILK. Attention, business owners. Now's the time to save with the Comcast Business Switch and Save event. Call 800-501-6000 now to get 30% off the regular price on the speed you need to download files faster. Send large email attachments, process credit card transactions, and more. You'll get fast 25 megabits per second internet for just $69.95 per month when you add phone and TV. Our lowest price of the year. But hurry, this offer ends soon. Afraid switching will disrupt your business? With our no-glitch switch, you can choose your installation time. Days, nights, even weekends. Plus, you get our 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss the Comcast Business Switch and Save event. Get 30% off internet plus our no-glitch switch. Call 800-501-6000 now. Offer ends 331-16. Restrictions apply. Limited to one voice line and private view TV for new business customers with two-year contract. Equipment, taxes, fees, including broadcast TV fee extra. 
President's Day sales event, so save thousands at the number one volume Hyundai dealer in Northeast PA. Dixon City Hyundai. New 2016 Hyundai Elantra SE lease for only $149 per month. 2016 Hyundai Sonata SE lease for only $179 a month. Or the all-new redesigned 2016 Hyundai Tucson lease for only $209 a month. Only at Dixon City Hyundai. Save $8,000 on the luxurious Azera sign and drive lease only $299 a month for a $35,000 luxury car. Zero out of pocket, $299 a month. Get there now before they're all gone. Dixon City Hyundai wants your trade, regardless of balance, odor, condition, with America's best warranty, 10 years, 100,000 mile powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. It's the President's Day sales event, only at Dixon City Hyundai. 81 to exit 191A, just past the Viewmont Mall on the left. Call 1-800-HYUNDAI. All leases, 36 months, 12,000 miles a year, $14.99 due at signing, plus tax and tags on Elantra and Sonata. $29.99 on Tucson, all rebates to dealer. You can check out all the details at DixonCityHyundai.com. Credit card debt can feel like a prison. But who says it has to be a life sentence? All across America, millions of people are breaking free from the prison of debt faster than they ever dreamed possible. And it starts with a short and simple free phone call. You'll discover how you could defeat your debt in the shortest amount of time possible, saving you the most money possible. To learn more, call Clear One Advantage now for free information. 1-800-300-9530. Our certified debt specialists will show you how much you can save each and every month, we'll provide you with a personalized plan that includes one affordable low monthly payment. Don't let debt keep you in a financial prison. Call now and see if you qualify for savings. See how soon you can break free from debt. There's no obligation, so don't wait. For free information, call 1-800-300-9530. That's 1-800-300-9530. The Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins take on the Portland Pirates this Saturday night at 7.05 p.m. Season ticket holders can redeem their Penguins duffel bag courtesy of PNC Bank, so be sure to bring your duffel bag voucher to the game. The Penguins are then home again on Sunday as they continue their bat with the Pirates with the puck dropping at 4.05. Children ages 14 and under can get into any Sunday home game this regular season for free with a paid adult ticket. And the Pens will be offering $2 dogs courtesy of Burke's Hot Dogs for a limited time. Get your seats at the Arena Box Office or by calling 570-208-PENS. 570-208-PENS. Individual tickets for all Penguins home games are available now at the Arena Box Office, online at Ticketmaster.com, or by calling 800-745-3000. For a list of all upcoming games, be sure to check out WBSPenguins.com or follow the Pens on Facebook and Twitter. Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, reinvented. I've heard people say that... Too much of anything is not good for you, baby. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that. baby. You just got to wait for it. Man, the times that we love and we share <laughs> love. It's getting steamy in here, baby. Woo. I need to take off my shirt. Mm. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we just, just oh, we not talk. This, this is the rest of the show. <laughs> this is the rest of the show right here. Oh, yes. it's getting funkified. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, uh, we're just gonna make this the karaoke. Oh. <laughs> All right, thank so. God this is radio, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh God, good times. So uh, we're back and we have another great beer in our glass. This is from uh, Odell Brewing from Colorado. We had them on the show. We had Doug Odell on. Oh, it was over a year ago now. Cheapers. Um, but this is their Lugene Chocolate Milk Stout, which is uh, 8.5% stout. Does not taste like that at all. You don't get any of the heat coming through. But it was it was awesome because when we talked to Doug, like this is one of the beers we had on, and he explained like, the whole story, which was getting what they did was a lot of, uh, if you're not familiar with a lot of breweries, the spent grain that they have like, after they're done brewing the beer, what a lot of breweries do is they have partnerships with local farmers and things if they're around, and they just give it to the farmers, and then they use that as feed. And that's something that Odell had been doing for a long time in this area, and the farmer's name was Lugene, who was a local farmer right there, and he'd been feeding his dairy cows their spent grain for a long time, and when they decided they were going to do this, they thought, what better name than to, to call it Lugene Chocolate Milk Stout, and this is what we have, and it's just a really super easy drinking beer, 8.5%, and like, it's just this nice play back and forth of a little bit of sharpness from the malt and the chocolate milk uh, the chocolate milk coming through like uh, as a uh, chocolate milk chocolate god what the heck <laughs> coming through a little bit but just kind of rounding it out and giving it this like real kind of playfulness within the beer and it's just this really creamy quality to it and everything too and just at eight and a half percent this is a super easy drinking one it's eight and a half uh oh, Billy's mic's not yeah. on. It's uh, at eight and a half. It's it's it, it's That's really okay. easy drinking. Uh, it's the transition from the five point eight to the eight and a half isn't yeah. as big as you would think. Yeah. So it's I think it's a combination of the uh, the uh, chocolate box being bigger and this one just being sm- as smooth as it is for the ABV. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. It does have a nice follow up to that. Like you don't notice this huge jump in it, and that's also saying something about the chocolate Bach being that like body that it has. But this also is not like a huge punch you in the face imperial stout. It has these qualities that make it drink like a smaller beer because I think a lot of it is just that sweetness that comes through. But again, this is not cloyingly sweet at no. all. And that, no. that's the key with a lot of these things. But you know what would be nice? This beer is a nice big old scoop of some Hagen Dazs. Vanilla Bean. I'm just thinking Hagen Dazs Vanilla Bean because that thing is so good. I mean, there's Hagen Dazs. This is the 80s? What, they like, still make Hagen Dazs? You don't Hagen-Dazs? like bonbons? I, I, it's <laughs> anyway. Um, you want some Ecto Cooler? Yeah, <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I think it showcases a lot. Like, I think uh, the Chocolate Bock has a lot of chocolate added. I think this is a combination mm-hmm. of chocolate added with chocolate malt. Yeah. And it goes to show you the kind of differences between how you can get chocolate in there. Plus, there's so much nuance with chocolate, too. It's a lot like the coffee episode. There's, you know, baker's oh, yeah. chocolate. There's semi-sweet chocolate. There's milk chocolate. There's cacao nibs and then co- and co- cocoa nibs. There's two different yeah. kind of nibs and all kinds of different nibs and chocolates and stuff. <laughs> nibs and chocolates galore. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually got for the, the missus. I got her some single origin uh, chocolate bars, yeah. and it's it's so interesting because it says like you could read the back of it, it just says all that's in here is you know whatever cocoa nibs, blah, 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 the, the beans. The the only difference between the two is just where the beans are from. It's the exact same ingredients in every one of those bars, but just different single origin beans, and the flavors are incredible. Like you yeah. get there's one I remember you get these wonderful like kind of orange flavors coming through, and then you have another one and there's these raspberry fig flavors, and they taste like there's something added to it, but they're, it's not it's just where that bean is from so that does also play into this like i don't i don't know if anyone's ever really played with because i'm sure that's you know there's a lot of single origin coffee type things people get into but i don't think chocolates as much because that i would ex- think is a lot more expensive to try to source on that kind of level 
Yeah, and then also I think have I've seen it, Derek, where, where, where there is like oh, is specific there? region specific chocolate. And it, yes, it is, I think, like $18 a bar or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That, that's, I just know from what I picked up, like they're, they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but but like, that's why I would think that's a little, especially if you're, I'm, I'm comparing it to coffee. Yeah. I think if you're putting those kind of prices side by side, it's a little more pricey to try to get single origin you know, chocolate. Beans coming well, it's, through. It's or. fun. Actually, it, it actually just mentioned it on the Sam Adams chocolate box that it comes from uh, Ecuador. Ecuador uh, cocoa nibs. But what's going on with like unique single like origin coffee versus chocolate? Like especially when it comes to beer, I think chocolate and beer is a little bit harder to pull off nuance because yeah. you're talking about sweet on sweet with yeah. coffee. You're more like you have balance uh, battling flavors almost. You have like roasted bitterness versus yeah. like sweet malts and you can kind of just showcase flavors a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. You know, I'm just thinking like the, the experiment we did with the, the coffee and the IPA. I wonder if you could do that with like, you can get like roasted cacao beans and kind of put something in like that just to say, I wonder if those I'm, flavors. I'm sure you could. Yeah, yeah I, wonder I, what fla- I wonder how that would pick that up by comparing those two. Yeah, I don't know if it would it would just solidify and then not yeah, filter through. Well, I'm, um, I'm thinking of the bean. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking itself, of the bean, I think the I, roasted bean. I don't know if you, I would think you think you could probably. I don't. You know, I don't want to start saying stuff and sound like a complete idiot. But a chocolate <laughs> bean itself by itself is is not does not taste anything That's, like chocolate. Yeah. With whereas yeah. coffee is a lot closer, so I think you're going to end up with a lot more bitterness. But if you grind um, up the bean, does that then start to unleash what we know as chocolate is processed a lot more yeah. further to become actual the chocolate that we eat. That's why a lot of times when you're dealing with like baker's chocolate it's closer to an original origin and it can be a lot more bittering you know what i mean so i think that's why i think it would work but it wouldn't work in a sweet way you'd almost want to kind of filter through over the top like overly sweet beers and maybe dial them back a little bit or something like that be a fun experiment to do though We'll have to figure some way to do that. We'll find some uh, chocolatier or someone around here to get some stuff from. Yeah, that's like saying chocolatier to us. <laughs> well, I mean, the rocketeer and chocolatier, the two best tiers ever. <laughs> the fucking tier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that movie very vividly. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, and southern tier, we can't you know talk about that tier. But uh, we, we're working on to our next one now. We have now. This is one that we've discussed on. I I believe. They probably have. We, I think we've had this on here before. Um, but we have, this is from Brooklyn Brewery. This is their black chocolate stout. Now, this is one we've, we've brought up a lot, especially when we've got into the aging process. I think that's my when we had this on. Because this is just a phenomenal beer to, to have to age, and it's really affordable, too, if you're going to get into that. Because that's some of the things that people don't, uh, like to get into aging as much because it's it's bigger beers that you have to do to get that and sometimes if someone's going to drop you know fifteen twenty dollars on a bottle like well I want to drink it now I don't care about it. so and you don't have the ability to buy it in volume to have one sit or a couple sit and then test them as a, like this is a great one because you know four packs like ten to fifteen dollars I've, I've really never seen them outside that range you could probably get singles for like two to two yeah. to three bucks yeah they're, yeah they're, they're, I, I think I've seen these at a supermarket local supermarket for ten bucks a four pack right yeah. now yeah. So. that's usually where you find this falling out and this is it's just a really nice one and this is like a Russian imperial stout is what the, the base is and this is an interesting one because it says black chocolate stout but this doesn't necessarily have that chocolate added to it. This is uh, showing that this is from the malt. Like that's what this really is coming through. Is just this really nice roasted malt, and that's why if you age this, 
it's a really interesting beer to have age because as this with with most Russian Imperial Stouts too, as you age them, they develop these really wonderful dark red fruit flavors that aren't there as much in the initial. This is this year's bottle. That's what we're having. This is the one that just was released. I don't know, two months ago, two three months ago. I don't remember when they released it, but it's a winter. It's a winter seasonal. Um, but the, it's a 10% ABV. So, I mean, it's a great one to have for aging, but it's just interesting to see these flavors as they develop because if you took a sip of this right up front, you wouldn't necessarily think that's where this is going to go. And that's yeah. what's interesting to, to have this after a few years. But fresh, it's just, it, it's nice because it's a little more astringent, a little sharper than some of the other ones, but still 10%, you don't even, that's not even present at all. No, this is a, there's a few um, beers out there that like when I see them, I automatically just grab them to to seller. It's, you know, Old yeah. Stock's one, Bigfoot's another. There's a bunch of them. This is one of them. Whenever I see one, I just grab it without even thinking, throw it in my cart, whatever, throw it in the basement, forget about it. Yeah. it, it because it's going to get better. But the thing is, with beers like that, even if you're going to age them, you always got to drink one fresh because you don't know where, it, where it's gone if yeah. you haven't yeah, tasted yeah. it new. So it's good fresh, but when you get about four to five years on this, it's it's pretty magical. Yeah. And it's it's really nice to have that. Cause I, right now, I have like a good seller from my, a couple years ago. I think I go back to 2012 or 11. I have going back with this, and I just want to get a whole bunch of them at one time and then just go to town and just see that spectrum because it is just a really interesting thing. But you know, having it fresh, definitely, like you said, like that, if you're going to age beers, just try it before you age it instead yeah. of just like, like oh, this will age good, like, yeah, yeah, because okay. you, you have no idea like yeah. where it's going, so it's kind of like, well, what's the point of doing that then? Yeah, like, yeah, maybe it does get better, but you should see what the brewer kind of intended, like what they were making it for. I mean, unless there's some beers like uh, is it JW Lee's or Thomas Hardy that they they intend they want you to age it. There's, a, I mean, there's a bunch of brewer Deschutes does it with a lot yeah. of their wax stuff. Um, JW Lee's and, and Thomas Hardy tell you the general rule of thumb is if beer comes in a box or if it has an overt date on the bottle written in the label, chances are yeah. most times and not you're going to want to age it because that's what it's intended for. When these always have the dates, they have 15, 16, I think is what yeah, they, they, do, yeah. they do the year because it comes late at the end of the year. So, I mean, even if they're not going to tell you to age it, if there's a big, huge date in the front yeah. and it's not an IPA for some weird reason, then, you know what I mean, chances are you're supposed to, or you can age it, not supposed to. Yeah. yeah. That, that's If, if you see, if they, you're going to pick up a bottle like uh, the Firestone Walker, I'm looking at it, has like 2016 vintage like that yeah. that means you can age this and that way you don't have to spend the time tagging it yeah because that's what you want up having to do if you're going to age these beers like you're not going to age a beer and you have absolutely no idea how old yeah. it is because then it, you just you have no clue what's going on yeah so and, to have that just a nice baseline for it and like their whole line of ageable stuff and a lot of people do is the box that's in the, yes there's pomp and circumstance in a box but it's also light protection so yeah. like that a lot of times it comes in a box they're doing a little bit of the work for you yeah yeah, but no, this is it's it's just nice another one to have, and this is one I would say, you know, I don't want it to sound like I'm being sexist or anything, but I'm like, you know, it's Valentine's Day and men are supposed to do nice things for women or whatever. I don't whatever you want to do, I don't care. I'm trying to think of a way to be PC without sounding like a. Jerk. It's Valentine's Day, and you are you should do nice things for your significant other. Yes, how about that? And a lot of women like chocolate. That's where I was kind of leading to, and that's kind of one of the standards that <laughs> us dopey men are supposed to get for women is chocolate. And you might think like, oh, you know, this is this isn't one I would necessarily say is great to give to your chocolate loving 
other, significant other. This is not as much as, as compared to the other two as chocolatey in that way. This is much, the, the chocolate's here, but it's much more, like we said, based on the malt. Like that's where this is coming from. So it's not as uh, much of a replacement for like a dessert type thing. It would work well. I mean, this would be another one would be great to have with like a, a beer float to have those things going on, to have that sweetness. But this is not... The sweetness factor of this is a little less than the other ones. Well, I mean, typically when you're dealing with roasted malts, it's how you kiln the actual like mm-hmm. malt and stuff like that. So you're usually going to get more roastiness out of it because you know what you have to do to the malt to make it a chocolate malt. So it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not a, it is a dessert beer, but not in the sense that there's dessert things added to yeah. it. Yeah, it's just definitely one, you know, and. and I don't want it to sound like I'm uh, saying, like what I said up front, like it's saying there's chocolate and there's no chocolate. There is definitely chocolate, but this is more of uh, like a baker's dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the flavor is coming through in this is this is kind of much closer to that. This isn't as, like the last one we had was a milk chocolate flavor coming through. So you had that sugary sweetness. This doesn't have that sugary sweetness. It has, if you've ever had, if you've ever bitten into baker's chocolate, that little kind of bitter bite from it that you get yep. that, that's a little different than the other one. And then people, you know, look, I I don't mind dark chocolate. I used to absolutely despise dark chocolate. I don't know if how you guys are in the chocolate. Are you are you? It's, it's similar. I think it grows on you as yeah. you get older because you just you you know sweet is awesome. But then when you're older, you, you understand you can you can eat, eat the piece of chocolate <laughs> yeah. with something oh, different and pair it up. Let's turn yeah. this into the AARP hour. Talk uh, yeah, about the yeah. problems of being. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, are you a dark chocolate fan? Um, I I have grown into one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, you're you're like just like Matt said, you're you're palatable. Yeah, when we're kids, I mean, it's just time. it's just all Hershey chocolate. Like the yeah. sugary is the better. Yeah, yeah. And then like you, I remember having that when I was younger. Like my mother would give me a piece of the dark chocolate. I could not stand it. Let's just equate that to people drinking their coffee black <laughs> or with cream and sugar. Yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you're you a know? kid, you would like blow out your form squeezing the Hershey syrup thing. Now you're just like <laughs> a little bit of Hershey syrup <laughs> is good for me. Back then you're, you're squeezing the crap. Well, out there's nothing. My brother, my brother got the trick to like windmill it, like oh. to, to get, and like the top was off, so there were like chocolate streaks all over the kitchen ceiling. You know, oh, good. go bigger, go home. That's professional, <laughs> that's professional chocolateering at its best. Wow. I don't uh, think I've ever heard that trick one before. Yeah. No, that, I mean, it it definitely has that though. I mean, if you are if you are a lover of dark chocolate and that's your thing, you will absolutely love this, and the chocolate will jump out to you. That's kind of more, I think, what I was driving at. Is just this is going to be much more in that line of just a dark chocolate. And that's what they they intended. Like that's otherwise they would have added a bunch of chocolate to it. They wanted this to be much more in that Russian imperial stout. Which when you put th- that style side by side with say, an American imperial stout. That will show you right there how those styles are viewed. And Russian imperial stout is much less sweet than an American imperial stout. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah. So then that's that's the big differentiation. And as those two age out as well, because an American imperial stout you can age out too. Those flavors start to really kind of go even further apart. Whereas like the sweetness kind of is there and develops a little bit more. The the Russian imperial stout goes into these red fruit flavors and almost kind of gets like pseudo Belgian in, in a way as it gets those those flavors become pronounced and the chocolate flavors kind of fall off. Yeah, I mean. I mean, like, you know, everybody thinks Russian Imperial Stout. Russian Imperial Stouts were made in England. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not an actual Russian-made beer. But you have a lot of Belgian companies that actually make some of the best Russian Imperial Stouts. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, um, Black Albert is one of the best Russian Imperial Stouts, and that's made by a Belgian company. So it's like there's some influence from all over the place into the beer. But they typically take your American Stout and just a lot more roast and a little bit more, like you are saying, like there's 
this aged cherryness yeah. that comes out of there is so fun. Yeah, it's 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 an if you haven't had a lot of these styles, like it, it, this is one that's really fun to have because of these surprising flavors that kind of jump out at you that you don't really think of because you see stout and you just kind of think, all right, I know what I'm getting, kind of roasted malts and but the Russian imperial stouts have these backing flavors that just really jump out of nowhere and as they age they really become pronounced which is just an awesome thing to see but there's just so much here but all right we're going to take a break and when we come back have two more beers to work through to to kind of finish off our lovely valentine's day so stay tuned here on wlk at the beer geeks save up to 50 percent on a hot tub or swim spa at the hot tub and swim spa blowout now through president's day monday at the split rock resort in lake harmony browse the largest display of hot tubs and swim spas in the region for major brands at up to 50 percent off see swim spas in action offering exercise therapy and fun all year long over 40 spas will be on display at every floor model must go show admission and parking are free that's the hot tub and swim spa blowout now through president's day monday at the split rock resort in lake harmony visit hottubexpo.com hi i'm carl deichler the ceo of beachbody and i'm here to tell you about an amazing new way you can start losing weight for free right now you've probably seen our workout dvds on tv like p90x insanity and 21 day fix we just launched a beta trial of our new digital video platform beachbody on demand so while we're testing out this new digital video service i'm inviting you to use it for free for 30 days that means you can lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds, even 30 pounds without paying a dime. Just text the word TRIAL to 313131 and you can do 30 days of P90X, Insanity, or any of over 400 workouts for free. And here's the catch. In return, all I ask is you let us know what you think of the service so we can make Beachbody On Demand the best fitness and weight loss site ever created. Just text TRIAL to 313131 and get started for free right now. Again, text Trial to 313131. Message and data rates may apply. Membership fees apply after 30-day trial. Cancel anytime. If you or someone you know is addicted to drugs or alcohol, this could be the most important message of your life. Write down this number or store it in your cell phone. But call 1-800-426-6186. That's 1-800-426-6186. By calling the treatment helpline for drug and alcohol addiction, you can turn your life around. Our advisors will match you with a proven five-star luxury treatment center that will end your drug or alcohol addiction once and for all. Your future can still be bright. When you call right now, you'll speak to a recovering addict who understands what you're going through. Let us help you break your addiction to drug or alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential, and if you have private insurance, there should be no cost to you. Take five minutes of your time and call right now. It may change your life for the better. Call 1-800-426-6186. That's 1-800-426-6186. Call 1-800-426-6186. Hi, it's Sue Henry from WILK. The holidays are over and it's time to start thinking about yourself and making some changes. Get rid of that pillow and treat yourself to my pillow. It's the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. What makes my pillow so special is the patented interlocking fill that adjusts to your individual sleep needs. You could put it in the washer and fluff it in the dryer. There's a 10-year warranty. It's guaranteed not to go flat, a 60-day money-back guarantee, and it's made in the United States of America in Minnesota. Right now, there's a special offer on premium pillows from my pillow. These pillows have four different long 
off level so everyone is customized to you as an individual. Here's the toll-free number, 800-544-7893. Use the promo code WILK for a special buy one, get one offer. 800-544-7893 or visit them on the internet at MyPillow.com. The Harlem Globetrotters will celebrate the team's 90th year at Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza, Saturday, March 5th at 2 and 7 p.m. Grab your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action Saturday, March 5th at 2 and 7 p.m. This is WILK, powered by Sherwood Chevrolet in Tunkhannock, PA. Stop by Sherwood to view full lines of Buick, GMC, and Chevrolet. I'm not singing along with this one. I, I don't, don't. I don't know what's going on. Come on. If, if you're gonna hear dogs crying if I start singing along with this one. <laughs> All right, so we're back. We have some more beer in our glass on this very fun Valentine's Day, and uh, we have in our glass now. This is from Boulevard Brewing. This is their chocolate ale. Now, this is last year's bottle because I this has been in my fridge, um, but this year they released a chocolate and raspberry ale, so they kind of one-upped it a little bit. But it's interesting, like, we, as you pour that, this is one, you know, everything else we've had, like, you pour, it's dark, you kind of almost know there's going to be chocolate in there. This is much lighter. I don't want to say it's clear. It's just this kind of hazy amber to it, um, but it just it looks totally different from anything else we've had so far. Yeah, like, almost like double IPA in color, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, a lot of the other beers are, like, no light getting through them whatsoever. This is much, even though the ABV is not super low, this is much more subtle, yeah. much more nuanced. There's not, it's not in-your-face chocolate. No, this is a definitely, and, and I, I think the reason that it's, you kind of know that as you as you poured this one, that this isn't going to be as aggressively chocolate, because, like, just looking at it, like, you... If it was a little more aggressive with the chocolate, yeah, I think it would be even darker. So, I mean, it kind of is a little more reserved. But, yeah, it's, it's 9.1%, but it, it has this huge mouthfeel to it, the, 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 the malt in this one and everything. But it's, just, it's an interesting thing to see because this is, you know, much like a, a coffee IPA and the, or those blonde stouts that people have started to do, that it's just kind of playing with color because you wouldn't necessarily think when you hear chocolate ale that this is going to, pour this color. Yeah. And it is like a nice thing to play with that because, you know, there's so much of the, our flavor perception is through our eyes. Like there's, yeah. there's a huge part of that. And it's just, it's fun when you see that because you're not expecting that. Cause I, I love seeing that. Like I love getting a coffee IPA or, or I don't mind those. I mean, people have poo-pooed all over them and saying that they're just, I don't know, ploys or have blonde stouts. But I think it's fun to do that because like it does throw you a little bit and it's not you're not walking up to the table and knowing all right this is what this is going to be and that's why I, I like having that to be able to it makes you pay attention i guess a little bit more to what's going on with it yeah the whole like um i guess you would say people calling things a gimmick in order to uh, to uh to sell stuff i almost think everything's a gimmick until people <laughs> like it do you know what i mean because yeah. if it's never been done before it's a gimmick yeah but then when people like it it, it fails to become a gimmick and now it becomes it's something new and cool yeah. so uh, without new kind of avenues new ex- experimentation you're not gonna get 
cool new stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Whether it be cartons, uh, you know, Imperial Cream Ales that they do, or anybody else that does just, just does stuff off the wall. You always want people pushing the boundaries. Sometimes you swing and miss. Sometimes you hit a home run. And sometimes you hit a double yeah. and a single. And it's definitely one of the things that drives, I think, that the industry is that crossover, as we've said, between food and beer, like that culture. Because even this this beer itself is like, I'm like looking at a couple of things. This was kind of really done in collaborating with uh, a, a chocolatier, I guess, in the <laughs> in the area. Um, it's Christopher Elbow. Like, I guess he's been in that area as in the key worked with them doing this. And like, that's really where you see the boundaries being pushed as you bring in foodies because, or not, I shouldn't say foodies, like chefs or people like that, because they're, they're having much like when we talked to Augie the first time that, that approach of, okay, this is what I don't have in my dish that I would like to have. And I want to put these flavors in this to enhance this dish instead of, you know, the reverse. And I, I you see that more as these chefs come in and like, that's inevitably going to push the boundary a little bit because brewers aren't necessarily looking at it in that same way. I think a lot are now because the way things have gone, uh, but I don't think they necessarily are sitting and looking at food and beer as they're putting together a beer. And it's nice to have that outside perspective as they're doing that. Yeah, it's got to be unique to kind of like work with uh, with people, whether it be, you know, chocolate or coffee in the outside, because there's two mindsets when it comes to it, but when it comes to the end, when you're actually brewing the beer, it, it, you almost have to pass it to the brewer and be like, okay, I've told them everything I can because they obviously they've never brewed beer before and that's the end product. So to like make, take chocolate and put it into a beer, I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand how scaling goes and stuff like that yeah. because it's not like you just double everything and triple everything when you try to make stuff big. Yeah. They're probably making test batches and then doing whatever. So it's, it has to be an interesting process. I don't, I'd like to sit in on that whole thing where they conceptualize a new beer with adjuncty yeah. quotations. Especially stuff. something like this. Yeah. Where, where, cause I mean, you know, not that it, it's easy to, to throw chocolate into a stout or something, but I think it's a little easier because you you have a baseline that has those flavors there. Yes. So it's going to kind of work no matter what. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it comes out a little chalk, more chocolatey than you want it or a little less, but that base flavor is going to kind of be there. So it'll, it'll work where something like this, which isn't necessarily going in at that same route. You don't have that strong chocolate. Mouth. This is a little clearer. You can really mess it up one way or the other. If it's not, it's certainly overpower. It. Yeah. You know, and then like, think about it. It would kind of really change. I mean, it depends on what they're, you know, what they want. I mean, maybe that's what they want, but it could really make it overly sweet and kind of ruin it. And it's not an enjoyable beer because it is. You're playing with different malts, so there's a lot more paying attention to what's going on in balance in that, which I wouldn't necessarily think of when you're doing stouts and porters because you already have those flavors there for the most part. Yeah, because I mean, like perfect example, a lot of the beers we had today. Well, the one. Brooklyn, no chocolate added whatsoever. So if you were to add a bunch of chocolate added, it might just go over the top. Yeah. So, but it being such a big Russian Imperial stout, that I think it would rein it in to where it would be super chocolatey, but it'd be okay. Yeah. Whereas if this, you went over the top of the chocolate, it just might just be too much and just kind of throw you off. So when you're dealing with, again, it's just like the same thing when you always talk about smaller beers, harder to find, uh, harder to hide flaws. Same thing with this. If you throw too much into it or too little, it's it's just the balance is harder yeah. to get. Yeah, and it's just an interesting, this is another ingredient that's fun to play with. You see a lot of breweries getting into chocolate. Like coffee and chocolate are kind of ones that, Almost every brewery, regardless of size, has something playing in these realms because it's it's fairly easy to work these flavors in. And like most of them you're going to see is a stout or a porter because yeah. that, that is the easiest way to work it in. And then as they feel a little more confident with it or just want to step outside their, their comfort zone itself, you're going to get into these other kind of flavors and playing with it. 
which really opens the realm up for everything else. Well, you were mentioning that they were going to do this with, like, raspberry. Um, that's, <laughs> I love that. The raspberry chocolate beer thing, it seems to be picking up. There's a couple breweries that are doing it now. I know um, Pipeworks out of Chicago is doing it, and a couple other ones. That combination, that's yeah. that's me. The way you feel about coffee and beer, raspberry and chocolate in a beer, yeah. That's, that's what I'd love it. I didn't try it. Hard. That's, <laughs> that's what this year's it's batch cold is. cold enough. <laughs> they... <laughs> They they this year they instead of doing the the standard chocolate ale they did a raspberry chocolate ale so I, I haven't I haven't tried it so I can't really speak to it but I mean it would be interesting to see especially if if I would assume they kept this same base and then just kind of worked raspberries into the the equation but it would just be interesting, be interesting to, to tr- yeah, yeah it'd definitely be interesting I I think I probably would most likely enjoy that one a little more than I'm enjoying this one not that this is a yeah just having those raspberries for yeah, the little acidity yeah, can kick because it's always nice to have that play of acidity with sweetness and everything. It'd be nice to see how this way that works with the malts as well, if that just really falls in line. Alright, so we're on to our last one, and this is our, our big boy of the day. This is 13.4%. This is from Firestone Walker. This is one of our favorite beers too. I, I always love this one. This is uh, this is their uh, Sukaba barley wine. It's uh, barrel aged, and this one's interesting too because you get, there's a little bit of chocolate malt used in the base for this. This is an English style barley wine which is just a little more malty sweet than the American ones, which are a little more hop heavy. Both aged so phenomenally well. Um, but just going at this, it was a really smart move, I think, on their part to go at it as an English style to age it like that because it just really sinks its teeth into those bourbon barrel characteristics even more. But you get a little bit of chocolate coming through on this with like so much more. No. Oh. <laughs> well, listen. Moment of silence. Here's the deal. <laughs> okay. Like I like when I like I have this barrel profile I love. Like um, you know, Firestone Walker, they're on Mount Rushmore barrel aging programs. You know what I mean? But there's like when I review beers, I have this specific barrel pro, uh, profile I love. And I I tried to break it down as and like almost like you took a cheese grater to inside of a barrel and shaved off like char and then mixed it with like some shaved chocolate. And then mix it with a little bit of shaved coconut. And that's kind of what I get yeah. in this beer, which is that little bit of char, that nice chocolate, and then cocoa, coconut, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? A ton of coconut. And, uh, yeah, this is just, uh, this does not suck. It's nice because it, you, you take that first sip, and it's almost like this wonderful uh, Samoa cookie. Like that Girl Scout yeah. cookie. Like you almost get that up front, and then it just kind of explodes as it hits your palate. And then there's this malty sweetness and a little hint of cherry kind of comes in. It's just... This is like a this is a dessert beer and a half, and there's a little bit of booziness, but that's a yeah. good thing because you want oh, yeah. it to be like, hey, buddy, what's well, thirteen? Tap those brakes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, savor this. Take a step back and just relax. But when you get a year, about a year or so on this, oh yeah, danger, Will Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> very very dangerous. <laughs> no, this is just one of my favorite ones from Firestone. I, I love this beer, and it's just like the barley wine category for some uh, people have had, I, I think like some people that say they don't like them, they had them fresh, which it, it is an if, especially an American barley wine if you have that fresh and you don't know what's coming, that's going to put you right off because that, that will bite you so hard because they, they're so hot sometimes and the, the hops come through and it's just, it's not balanced because a lot of times they, they don't brew them to be balanced they brew them to age, that's what they yeah. want those to age out, so they're really aggressive up front. I think a lot. I think a lot of the 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 um, <clears throat> the barley wine. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. N- angst, not even fully angst. <laughs> but anyway, a lot of people that, not into barley wines. I, it, there's so many people that came through a hop hop door. 
when it comes to beer, mm-hmm. especially in the United States. A lot of people come through IPAs and stuff like that. And we're dealing with American barley wines, or English barley wines, sorry, or Belgian beers, whatever. Hops are just there for, you know, utilitarian purposes. They're not there to be the stars of the show. So when you go into it and you really get not much of a hop profile whatsoever, it's kind of like confusing a little bit. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, wait a minute. What am I supposed to be doing with this? I'll, I get a little barrel, but what else is going on? Yeah. So. Yeah, and this I, I just love that they went with that English uh, route for this because of those flavors are placed so well in this because an English barley wine and John's own it has this wonderful malty sweetness and when you throw that into a bourbon barrel like that's just going to completely and that's why I think you're getting so much more of the pronunciation of like chocolate and coconut in this with like the vanilla it's picking up on those sweetness factors that are in the barrel in and of itself and that's what's really shining through I think if you went a different route you would kind of get more like if, if they threw like the imperial stout throw that into the same barrel I don't think you're going to get as much of that sweetness coming through through up front because that's just what the base is like having this base of being an English barley wine really just enhances that and it just it's just so good and like the the it is boozy but it's not it doesn't burn which is yeah, nice it's not boozy in yeah. a bad way it's it's there it's almost like a Firestone Walker and, and, and Avery is another one I've seen that where it's actually booziness but it, the booziness actually delivers more flavor it like evaporates and and you taste more because of the alcohol evaporation I think it, it, they just they're so good with their barrels and like you were talking about like putting English barley wine in 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 a barrel where the stout wouldn't hold up I think their barrel smiths are so good at what they do. Oh, they yeah. know which barrels to use and what to do, what to put in them, whether it be a huge PNC kind of stout or more of a lighter kind of, not that Sukaba is light, but <laughs> a lighter style Sukaba. Yeah, sash, total <laughs> sash beer. Um, so, I mean, it's, 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 it goes to show you, one, how good a beer can be, but two, how, how well a beer can be made when yeah. people know what they're doing. It's just high alcohol Samoa cookies. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's it. And that doesn't suck. No. No, it doesn't. No, it, I think, too, it's awesome with Firestone. If you've never had their anniversary beer, which is a really yeah. great one, it's awesome what they do. If you're not familiar, they actually bring in wine, ta- like wine blenders, and they'll, they'll sit and they use the same ones every year, and they, they take all the beers that they have in their barrel aging program, and they kind of sit down, try them, and then they each come up with an idea on their own of how they would blend these together for a different flavor profile. And, and Sukaba is one of the beers they use in that. And they'll, they'll come up with a different one each year of, of whatever the percentage blend is broken down. That's the anniversary of. Yeah, I think this year had like six different ones in it, Yeah, I believe. Uh, but yeah, they take like a sommeliers and, and, and chicharrones or cicerones or whatever you want to call them. And, and then, uh, <laughs> no, chicharrones are fans of <laughs> Cheech and Chong, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and uh, and like just in-house people, and they just—I think that would be the. Actually, you know what? Scrap that. I don't want to sit on in the, brewer, the brewing thing. I want to sit on the Firestone Walker uh, anniversary blending event. That's what I want to sit on. On, you know. Well, there you go. Make it happen, Firestone Come Walker, on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just—it's a great one to like round everything on. This is definitely a beer compared to you know when we start out with the chocolate bock, which are just anybody could have those types of beers. A Lugine, they're much super super approachable. Get into something like this. This is a little more of like all right, you kind of got to have your big boy pants on, big boy or girl pants on to try this one because this is kind of stepping it up a little bit. You would not give this to a friend who has never had craft beer before, unless you just don't want them to ever get into this stuff. Or just if you want to watch their faces. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd, I'd, I'd be that guy. <laughs> That's also an enjoyable thing. Actually, I've been, I've been that guy. <laughs> but it, it's another phenomenal one. These are all great. Like if, they're, if these are available in your listening area where you're at and uh, you haven't got anything for Valentine's Day, 
pick these up for anyone yes, in your life that uh, you love. Do you, do you think you could like say to someone who's like never had a barley wine this strong and be like Samoa cookies and give it to them and they would get it? Mm, I don't know. I think we're a little bit too. I think we're we we've learned to deal with the abrasiveness that is yeah. high ABV beer to where you can see that. That's yeah, what I yeah. Because I think to them the the bourbon would be really pronounced. Like yeah. to us, it's like this is where you but want no, it. No, it's great. Oh, it's I, I love it. But like I I think, I I think someone that hasn't had this, the bourbon would jump mm, out at them. A lot of a lot of the bigger beers that like beers like this, I, I I make not make. I don't you know whatever. I have my girlfriend taste it she doesn't drink at all yeah so just to be like am i right on what i'm tasting and sometimes she's like that's she's like that's poison you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. well that's what i'm saying like i'd be like it, you, you know if you handed someone said this tastes like smoke sorry <laughs> no it's all good all right so we're gonna put another one in the books this week uh next week we have fort george joining us uh fort george brewery on the West Area. They're just a phenomenal brewery. We're talking to their owner next week. It's another great brewery showcase here in the Beer Geeks. Check you next week, everybody. Cheers. Happy Valentine's Day. Cheers.